Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey friends, uh, kind of a special live Sunday night podcast. We we usually record these, um, but we thought, well, it'd be kind of stupid to do that with the Super Bowl and Brock Purdy, obviously starting for the 49ers. So we're doing this live. Most of you are, we realize, listening, although we have a huge live audience I'm seeing right now. So that's cool. Feel free to leave your comments if you are watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. We're in the Wild Rose Casino Studios, presented as always by our friends at Cody Road and the Mechdyne Corporation, M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com, enabling discovering that is Mechdyne. Let's um, real quick react to the Super Bowl. Of course, we'll get to Iowa State basketball. Men and women both had home games this weekend. Looking more and more increasingly likely that Iowa, the Iowa State men, I mean, Bloom, we, we can talk about this, but they may be a win this week on the road away from, like, you know, jumping into a solid two seed and then you Crazy. see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. we got a lot to talk about, but 49ers lose to – the Chiefs in overtime. Um, man, can go a million different directions here. This we're obviously going to focus on Brock Purdy and what this means for him. But it, I just felt like the 49ers had so many opportunities to put the game away, and you leave it to Mahomes like that, and he's going to bite you. I mean the the punt return muffed the miss pat a lot of the the line wasn't good chris jones like i don't know who got mvp uh i would vote for chris jones i know he didn't put up the stats but that guy absolutely dominated san francisco all night brock was fine he wasn't great like brock didn't go out and win the game but he certainly didn't lose the game for san francisco either it was kind of what we've seen with him yeah i i don't I don't think this really changes what anybody should think about Brock. You know the national pundits will in in some capacity, but just an un- unfortunate for Brock Purdy because he played well enough for them to win. It's just, no doubt. man, um, you're you're going against the greatest of all time in Patrick Mahomes. No, no question. I mean, we can think of maybe one or two throws that Brock may have been there. You know, the one touchdown where he was under pressure that he missed to uh, Samuel in the end zone. Maybe that changes the game, but really, he was good. I don't. You can't put this on him at all, which is, but but it just Chris more than anything. It shows the finality of any sports. Like only one team gets to win, 
And so it's like you you had such a good good run and how fun this was for Niners fans, for Brock Purdy fans, for Iowa State fans to hop along. But yeah, you leave it up to Mahomes and man, he's a legend. He's a legend. I you know I'm looking at it from a point of why did you take the ball in overtime? I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of and just trying to put the cyclone connections together. Iowa State actually played one of the first college overtime games against Wyoming in '96. And Iowa State took the ball. And and it doesn't really serve you well to take the ball first because then you don't know what you have. And I think mm-hmm. that was really the first game with those rules. I'm gonna guess Kyle Shanahan is is second guessing himself. Like, man, if we would have just taken the ball second, then you know what you're up against because you saw Mahomes convert a couple fourth downs there and they knew what they had to do. That's a huge advantage, in my opinion, because the clock doesn't matter at that point. So there's a lot of things. I thought the Niners, you know, if I thought they were right there. I thought Brock played great, played fine, you know, didn't do anything to screw it up, but also you didn't really have a big play either. And, no. but as well, more than anything, it's like, hey, you can't be disappointed for Brock. I mean, what a great year. You just feel bad for him because he's such a good dude. Like hey, you get around this thing as much as you and I have. And it's more or less the, it's, it's not the result of the game. It's the, you, you wanted him to win because you like the guy more than anything. But then we've got friends that, you know, are in the chiefs, front office and you feel good for them because they yeah. have to go through a lot so it's just one of those things that somebody has to win somebody has to lose and i was entertained and that's what it's all about at the end of the day yeah no doubt um it's it's weird how many people that i know in the chiefs organization <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of iowa state people yeah there really are a lot of iowa state people there it's like and you're then, happy for them for sure and then a girl from back home or a friend of mine's sister married to a guy in who works for the chiefs in the front office. It's like, it's wild. Um, yeah, that's one that it just, again, that game was so ugly for three quarters. It It was just, it was not bad game. Yep. Fumbles. It felt like there's just, I I don't know. I haven't checked. It felt like there were a ton of penalties. Nobody could really get a flow. I, I don't know, man. Like it, it felt to me like the 49ers really early, lot of huge momentum yeah i thought they could have been up like two touchdowns totally agree. and then it's a totally different deal with mccaffrey and get debo involved in the running game just a little bit it just yeah and brock what did he start off he was like eight of nine or like something nine. like yeah. that early yeah. they were really 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 cruising but they and, didn't let him they didn't let him go like they just kind of were comfortable with that 10 point lead and i think the- that bit him what happened with the Chiefs or not the Chiefs, the 49ers offensive line too? Man, like and it, it wasn't just this game. Like the Chiefs defense is phenomenal. It's the best in the NFL. But like every game during the playoffs, Brock's just under this immense amount of pressure. And and that ramped up. It kind of felt like that. The guys I was watching the game with here, I I I I mean, I, I won't lie. I I was live betting the hell out of the Chiefs because you just felt like the halftime adjustments were going to favor that group. At least I did. You know, when when Mahomes is down, you knew they were going to come back. They were going to come back. Yeah, they're going to do something. And then you also it's just like that Chiefs defense and that Chiefs defensive coordinator. It's like you got Andy Reid and man, I, I don't know. Like, but that that to me, and I'm not a 49ers fan. I'm a Brock Purdy fan. It's kind of a Win-win, I think, for a lot of people who are probably watching and and, and sure. listening to this. But I, I feel like the 49ers, like that, 
That might be the first time Kyle Shanahan's really going to catch a lot of hell from that fan base. Well, and then, I mean, I feel for him because he was the coach in 2020 and they had a chance to put that game away and didn't. Then he was the coordinator for the Falcons against the Patriots. And what was that, 17? Mm-hmm. When they had the the 28 to 3 lead and let that go. I mean, there there's some like the 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 blocked extra point is not his fault. That changes the game entirely. The the muff punt, all those things. I mean, I think when you look at this from a Purdy standpoint, legacy wise, I, I you can't you can't fault him at all. I mean, I think that's the guess. The positive here is it's not going to be. It's not like he threw three picks. He didn't throw a pick. I thought he played great. There was a couple of plays there. That fourth down is a huge play. Uh, I thought Brock was good, but it's just. You know, you're dealing with a goat in Mahomes, and Mahomes made the play in the end, but I don't think Shanahan helped the cause. I really don't. Neither did the well, O-line. Real quick, I'm on FanDuel, and the odds for next year's Super Bowl <laughs> are already out. The 49ers are the odds-on favorite. At I mean, plus 450, the Chiefs are at geez. 750. Then you have the Ravens at 900, and the Lions down at 1,200, along with the Bills. Interesting. I mean, I think that's the great thing is Brock's not going anywhere. And this is not like a lightning in a bottle thing. He has proven he's an elite NFL quarterback and the Niners can win with him and probably should up today. I, I mean, honestly, that th- I thought they were better than the Niners. They just made the they made the mistakes. Yeah. And or than the Chiefs don't, me. also don't look past that. Brock will keep getting better. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Tony and he's Romo got the was- South. And he's got the salary that's going to let them keep keep reloading, which is a huge advantage. And he then, won't get paid until not this offseason, probably next offseason. Yeah, and Romo I thought was really complimentary of Brock throughout the broadcast about how well he sees the field. And, yep. Uh, uh, weird, weird night. <laughs> Again, I, I just know how many Chiefs fans are in the Iowa State Yeah, who are loving so it. No, like, I, there's a lot of like, weird feelings bittersweet out here. for yeah. a lot of people and i and i think you know i didn't really i, I wanted brock to win because i think he's a he's a great dude but it's like man somebody had to win somebody had to lose somebody's gonna be disappointed mm-hmm. but i don't think brock hurt himself at all in the narrative the quote-unquote narrative and it was just one of those games and i thought he for three quarter yeah it didn't didn't really have a lot of pop to it but the fourth quarter and overtime was fun he it didn't was. hurt himself but he no. didn't help himself either yeah like just they, it's fine in the Bay Area and like with the inside football people, they're still fine with him. He, you, you just watch like the cow herds that because he didn't go out and like win, win it for them, win the game. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't even like that's gonna be it tomorrow. He didn't just lose wait. it. The the kicker did the yeah the, the punt return like those plays lost it, but Brock didn't go out and like take it. And that's what they will use against him. I it's, promise. You. Yeah, it'd be fun to actually. You could predict the uh, predict the narrative tomorrow. Oh, and somehow, it. somehow it'll get back to him. But we we all know the truth, everybody. And honestly, we we've seen that game before as Iowa State fans. Like we it's that like, block PAT was yeah, like, like here we go. What is this game in what Arrowhead? Is, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, come on. But hey, happy for my Chiefs friends. But that's just like the <sighs> yes. thing at the end. It's like this. It is hard to win. It is hard to win a championship. Like there, you know, there's 32 teams. 31 are gonna be pissed, and only one gets to celebrate. The Chiefs are on quite a run, and no Chiefs. Nobody doubted you. Well, maybe some did. Yeah. Well, he must Would not you... be that bad because they're the favorite to win it next year. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, and I think they, they should be. be. 
Yeah, they have the best roster. Uh, it, it'll be a fascinating off season to to see what goes down there. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Iowa State stuff again. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed, it's it's late. It's about ten fifteen right now. That game is just a marathon. I was one. Of, I just switched to a Cody Road. Oh, good for you. I I am not. I'm caffeinating actually. There you go. There you go. Real quick before we um, get into the Iowa State, I, I had a weekend in Minneapolis for my buddy Coop's 40th birthday. So happy birthday to Coop. What's up, Coop? Uh, we did a surprise deal for him up there and found the Minneapolis Alumni Association Game Watch. Nice. Yeah, we went to, what was it called? Jackson's Hole. They do a very nice job up there, the Minneapolis. I, I told them I'd give them a shout out. They they do every game there and they like turn on the sound and it was it was fun. It was downtown. Really, Where was yeah, that? Yeah, downtown Minneapolis, yeah. All right. And it, TVs are all on the Cyclones and yeah, it was really cool. So that's where I was at. I was not at Hilton. A rare missed uh, home game for me in the Big 12 season. And that Brent, this was one of Iowa State's most impressive wins of the year to me because you had TCU coming off of a bye. You had this yep. long road trip in the state of Texas where you played two crazy, not only physical, but emotional games. This was letdown city, not only for any team, but for a crowd, uh, just in general. And Iowa State, TCU made it look closer than it was in the second half, whatever. What I was so impressed with was how they came out with all that energy, jumped on the Horn Frogs early, Yep. That's a good basketball team. Not a great team, but Jamie Dixon is a great coach. And to me, that's a top four or five win of the year for me, just with no all the circumstances. That was a that was a grown person win right there. I mean, that was yeah. you had a lot of things that you could be that could be going against you there. Early start. You just came off an emotional win. TCU had a lot to play for there. And you you bullied them again. And I think this is the theme now for Iowa State is they're starting to just be bullies, which is great. First first 10 minutes of the game, you're up 17-7. to seven. TCU didn't really make it interesting until what, they got to 8-6 in the second half. But, it, you know, Iowa State had them at arm's length. And it was everybody again. Trey came to play early. Um, you got something from Milan again. I thought Curtis Jones gave you a bunch. Keyshawn was good. It's becoming a theme now where it's not just a one-person show, and that's what's the most exciting thing, is, you know, mm-hmm. you look at two years ago when Iowa State made the Sweet 16, it had to be Brockington and and more Brockington. And if you mm-hmm. didn't have Brockington, it was going to be hard. But I think for this group, they are now proving they've got six or seven guys they can lean on. And I thought Spatola on the TV broadcast, I went back and re- rewatched it, did a nice job of, of highlighting what makes Iowa State so good this year. And that's the defensive effort of the bigs. I mean, they don't. It's hard. It's hard to see it, but King, but especially Jones and Ward are so good on defense. So they just disrupt everything, and that that was mind-boggling to me. TCU did not look like they could run an offense, and that's a really good offensive team. So credit to Iowa State. I don't know if you saw the uh, quote from Dix in the post game. He kind of had a little passive-aggressive dig at the officials of like, "I'm not sure what what our guys are supposed to do when they drive the ball." I think was the quote, uh, meaning Iowa State was super Boy, these- physical. These Big 12 teams are not these these Big 12 coaches are not liking Iowa State. <laughs> they are not. I mean, wow. Hey, I whatever TJ and crew are doing, it's working. And and you know what? Will it be an adjustment in the NCAA tournament potentially? So that's that, something to keep an eye on. It is. Yeah. 
Because I, I, I have some concerns of, hey, if, if that starts getting called, to, I would say it is physical as all get out right now. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are literally bullying people. And so if you start calling it, it could be interesting. But I do think Iowa City has enough skill to get around that. I thought that first half, really the first 25 minutes, it was really ugly. Like it was hard for anybody to move. Uh, but Iowa State, you know, if Iowa State can play that way. If you want to play that way and you're not going to call it, Iowa State will play that way. And Iowa State took advantage. Two stats that pop out to me from yesterday. Uh, one, 20 assists on 24 field goals for Iowa State, which yep. Great. It doesn't always tell you everything, but it tells you that they're moving the ball well and that the you know the ball's not getting stuck. And that's that's a really, really positive thing for this team. Number two, and this was because of foul trouble, Taman Lipsy only plays 23 minutes, which yeah. is good. You want to yeah. keep his minutes down if you can and still win these games. Again, Taman had four fouls, but he had six assists, seven points. Um, and I just love continuously what we see from Keyshawn Gilbert, He's 13 points and yep. seven assists with four rebounds yesterday. Like he, he, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to my grave, dude, that that TCU game in Fort Worth where Lipsy sat out, it changed this team. No doubt. Jones was awesome Both again yesterday. Yep. He played 30 minutes, a lot of it because Lipsy's on the bench. Like that, this team is very deep and, and again, even <laughs> felt like Pavletsky played more than four minutes yesterday. But he, he he's oh, he's giving great. You, he's giving yeah. you these great minutes. Watson did the same thing. He had four yep. points in ten minutes. Like yep. everyone who goes in the game is assertive. They're not just kind of out there filling space, which you often see from bench guys. Well, and you saw who I don't remember who it was. It was Jay Williams this weekend? Say, well, Iowa State's really good at Hilton, but you can't play at Hilton in, in the NCAA tournament, which is just. What are you? What are you watching? What are you man? watching? I mean, yeah. come on now. I mean, yeah, Iowa State's undefeated at home, but also has won some monster road games now. But CW, even in that game, you know, TCU had what twenty-seven turnovers in the first game against Iowa State. Well, on Saturday they only had twelve, which is one of the fewest against Iowa State all year. And Iowa State still won by double digits, meaning Iowa State's now finding ways. Even if they're not turning teams over, they're still pretty good defensively, which is a good sign. I thought, again, Jones and Ward were great at the rim. Nothing was easy for TCU. And, yeah, I think you can start the conversation. I, You know, it's Iowa State and it's Houston. I know Kansas is sneaking around a little bit, but Iowa State has put itself, you're 10 games in to the conference. You have eight left. And it's time to start talking about conference championship aspirations. It's completely legitimate. But also then that two three seed situation and hosting in Omaha, like you are setting yourself up. The NCAA tournament selection show is in five weeks. It's not that far away. Iowa State has done the hard work. Mm-hmm. Now it's just it's just putting the you know putting a bow on what what has been a great season. You've already matched the most win, as many wins as you had last year, and and you've got four weeks to go. Like it, you, Iowa State's got a chance to do some really cool things. I saw some stuff on the internet. It's like, is this the best te- Iowa State team ever? I'm not sure, but here's what I know, C-Dub. When people are listening to this on Monday, the rankings come out at, I think, 11 o'clock or noon. Iowa State will probably be in the top 10. It would be the first time Iowa State is ranked in the top 10 in February since 2001. Okay, I saw that stat, and that blew my mind. So none of the Hoiberg teams did? They, they did get ranked, but it was after the Big 12 tournament in the top 10. 
So that was so yeah. after winning the Big Twelve tournament before correct. the NCAA. Then, tournament. then they each got both of those teams. Where rankings those teams, really don't matter at that. Correct. Point. At that point, it's a seed. So the, 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 what does that mean? It means Iowa State is doing has done a lot more work than it has up to this point in the last twenty two years, and that's great. So you still yeah keep keep the pedal down. Clearly, you got a tough one on Tuesday, but the Cyclones are are putting themselves in contention to do some really really special things. And they've got the hard work out of the way. Now it's time to just have some – I mean, really, you can win a championship in the Big 12. That's out on the table. But I think this team, you get a two- or three-seed in Omaha, I mean, you're going to be sitting well, pretty good to make a make a second weekend again. I I try and temper expectations. I know. I, I, I get it. I, I mean, this team is, is Final Four caliber. But well, you've God, defeated like, now. You've defeated this, potentially this is, the n- number one overall seed in Houston and Kansas, who's probably going to be a two-three seed as well already. This is a Final Four caliber team. I, think, I agree. I think our audience is smart enough to know we're not saying like they will. But th- this team has all the mankids of it. So you look at the metrics now, up to forty-five in offense, three in defense. Yep. And, and the, so they've cracked the magic top fifty in both. And You're nine and Ken, one. Nine and Ken Palm now. Nine and Ken Palm. Nine and uh, net. Nine and net. So just across the board, like this, if you if you didn't if you just put a blind resume, and I showed you their metrics, it's a Final Four metrics type team. There's no question. Yeah, I and there's wonder probably... how many how many teams right now are top fifty in both. Well, maybe I'll do that research for Wednesday show. Yeah, it's probably. I bet there's 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 ten. And I would yeah. say it's one of them. I mean, yeah. that's what you're looking at. I mean, and you start thinking, so they're going to reveal, I think, that top 16. Is it this Saturday? So you're, again, Iowa State's kind of been quiet on the national radar, but you're you're a firm second in the Big 12, the best conference in America. Iowa State hasn't played this well all year, and you're healthy, you're feeling good. I think Iowa State's got, this is special times, everybody. Like, this is going to be fun. I think they were a three-seed maybe worst like bearish case for going into Correct. TCU. Now I think that they are a three seed and maybe bullish case too. Yeah. Leaning. Yeah. I'd say probably three still strong three. And, and again, then some might have them at a two. Don't look past just like winning that game by 12 or whatever huge. it was. Yeah. That's huge to get the double digits. Like again, there's flaws in the system, everybody, but that's why you see like that big jump. You're like, Oh, you get the win at Texas and you don't even move. What happened? Well, it's because you only outdid the computer by like two points. This this one you blew it away. Yeah, I, I'm really anxious to see where the pollsters have Iowa State on Monday, because I could see them still giving Baylor the edge. I don't think Baylor's I don't think Baylor's better than Iowa State, but I could see that happening. Um, that's something to keep an eye on. But Iowa State, you guys, this is we've seen enough. You know, this isn't a this the the bottom's not going to fall out here. This team's really good. This team is really really good. And obviously the tournament can be a crapshoot, but Iowa State has put itself in a in a really fun position heading into March. And you know you, you, these games still matter. You want to keep winning. You don't want to let it backslide. But see, the great news is is because of all these wins you're accumulating here. I mean, you're if you just hold serve at home, and this home schedule is relatively, you know, it's not easy. Nothing's easy in the Big Twelve. But I, if you just hold serve at home, you're going to be a three seed. In the t- in the big dance, that's great. 
want to thank some of our sponsors before we get to our Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment. And Bloom, I <laughs> I got home from Minneapolis at around 2, Super Bowl, and we're doing that. I have not got to watch the women's game yet. I've I watched, I listened to Coach on my way home today. So I, I, I was courtside, buddy boy. Oh, worry. Okay, so yeah. you're going to have to give me the the details on it because, um, again, I, I, I will watch it either tonight or probably, yeah. for, probably one of my first things I do tomorrow will be to watch that game. I, I feel bad. I just, it's only so much time they were playing during this surprise party and whatnot. Uh, but I want to thank our buddy Colin Newell. Uh, he is over there at Farm Bureau Financial Services. I saw Colin tweet he was watching the – Super Bowl tonight on a cruise, living the <laughs> life, man. That that you get your insurance there. I got everything switched over. He's saving me like a thousand dollars a year. He's saving Bloom like six, seven hundred bucks a year. We both use I, them. I might need awesome. to renegotiate. I might need to renegotiate. Yeah, that see extra if you can run your yeah. rates again. Well, uh, I got to get that. Bureau. What's that? What's that device that you put in your car to? Yeah, I got one of them. Yeah, yeah, it's not I bad. I need to yeah. do that. Uh, I want to also thank our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Just phenomenal people. Uh, shout out to our guy, Dean Spalding. Dean Spalding. He's a huge Iowa State fan. Bloom is doing work with them with the collective where they are using students to do market analysis for the collective to, of course, try and raise money and do all that stuff. So it's one of those cool ways that NIL and, you know, these these academic institutions are working together so we thank our friends at the ivy college of business go and uh, just check out their website best way for me to tell you is just google ivy college of business at iowa state you can see all their great information on mba programs and all the good stuff that they've got going on there all right uh the wiffles hybrids big 12 segment and then we'll get into the women as promised uh plant your independence plant wiffles planting just around the corner believe it or not it'll be here uh the the baylor kansas game i blew my thought going into it i'm like oh give me baylor and the points it's seven and a half just because they're too good to lay that against and then it was like oh kansas is gonna kill them and then boom an uber ride to this bar we were meeting at and it's like <laughs> oh shit baylor's might win this thing I may have been wrong on Baylor. I don't know if they're a national title final four caliber team, but they're certainly better than I thought that yeah. they were two weeks they're, ago. So the, I'm, I'm going to give a little tip of the cap to Scott Drew. They're playing well. Again, I don't think they're a threat to win this league, but they're better than I thought. Well, the big, the big guy has been good. The freshman, um, Misi, he's really come on. He's turned himself into an NBA guy. So the thing that if you didn't watch this game is notable is McCuller didn't play for Kansas. Oh, he didn't. I didn't know. See, I I wasn't yeah. watching so it with that's sound. What, or, yeah, okay. so that McCuller didn't play, and then Dewan Harris got injured in the second half with a hammy. So they were down. Got they it. were down okay. bad. Like they, and Self was upset after the game because they did not play well in the final 10 minutes. They let Baylor hang around and then almost won the game. I I, I watched mo- – Baylor, Baylor was not great either. It's just no. Kansas – Kansas just like almost blew that thing, but they they held on. The Allen Fieldhouse uh, thing is crazy. Like just the it, amount of yeah. they just don't oh. lose. Well, and Baylor had a shot to tie it, and anyway, I I don't know. Do you Either agree with me two... though? Because we were both iffy on Baylor. They're better I, than we thought, right? I don't know. I you still don't I know. Still, I still struggle with them. I, I like I like Walter. I like I like their guards. They they just when they play a team. I'm just not sold on like if they play if they play Iowa State at home I think they I think that one could get ugly. I there's just they're okay. I do not think they're at the high end that Baylor has been in the past. 
that said, I don't know if college basketball, there's there's a game they can't win either. I mean, they're good enough to beat most people, especially if they shoot it well with Dennis and Walter and and their guards and, and none. But I don't know. I'm not sold on them. I'm not sold on Kansas either, though. I mean, Kansas's bench is rough. It's rough, rough. I I think it, that's why I keep coming back. I think it's Houston and Iowa State. And I, I know those two are going to hang around, Baylor and, and, and Kansas. But I believe it's it's a it's a race between those two, and that's Houston and Iowa State. I'd be curious who does Houston have this week, because they almost they almost they struggle with Cincinnati, which is notable clearly because Iowa State goes there on Tuesday, and Cincinnati's playing good basketball right now. Mm-hmm. They just cannot get over the hump. Uh, that's the game where see if you look at that game on Tuesday. I bet that's a pick 'em. You know, if if I'm doing the point spread for the game on Tuesday, that's not an easy road trip for Iowa State. So. Don't count on that one at all. I think Cincinnati's pretty good. But, you know, I look at the who are the two best programs right now to win the conference. I do think it's a two-team race. Now, Kansas will be there with the national narrative. I just don't think their bench is good enough to do it. I don't disagree. Um, we'll, we'll get to the schedules coming up. I want to do yeah. a couple of these other games. Kansas State drops <laughs> one at BYU. Uh, they were actually like a 12-point underdog in and kept this thing close. BYU um, just, you know, keeps hanging around 500. They take care of it there. Uh, our friends down in Lubbock took care of business against Central Florida. Uh, that That's it as far as interesting stuff goes in this league. I'm with you on Houston, though. They were workmanlike uh, at Cincinnati, like you yeah, put it. wasn't as pretty. Far as, but that's kind of how you have to beat Cincinnati, right? Like you Yes. Just, Absolutely. And that's another reason why I kind of like Iowa State in these types of games because it's like they can win multiple different ways. Cincinnati is God, I don't know. I just I don't I don't think that they're quite at the Big 12 level yet, but still it's like do you agree with me like if Iowa State wins this game on Tuesday on Tuesday night? Yeah. Where it's all of a sudden like shit, you may as well try and get a one seed at this point. You know what I mean? Like I I know I'm I'm jumping up a level there, but that would be three really good quad one road wins in the best league in college basketball. Yeah, as you point out, you take care of business at home. I doubt you steal one at Houston. Maybe if you if you can win at UCF or at Kansas State, you're you're probably on the two line then. Well, yeah, I mean, so you look at Ken Palm, our, our good buddy Ken, and you know it's not perfect, but I would say it is favored. In let's see, seven of the final eight games, on paper, and you're and a lot of them are like one or two point spreads, so it's not like it's favorites like a big deal at that point. But yeah, this thing is all the, the entire thing is on the table for Iowa State. Now Houston is still your odds-on favorite. Okay, don't get me wrong, because they they've done it. They're technically a half game ahead. Obviously, it has to go down there. But you're right. I mean, you start looking at. And who are your top number one seeds right now in college basketball? And it's, I mean, it's pretty clear consensus, I would say. I mean, you've got Houston is definitely there. You've got Purdue. You've got Connecticut. I think those three for sure. But yeah. that fourth, that fourth one, I would say is up for grabs. North now, Carolina. They've lost this week. I, they had a bad loss to Clemson. The, yeah. I, okay. If I, if I were to say to you who, Teams, best teams with the chance to actually like make the final four. North Carolina would be on that because they're, of their they are, age, right? They are. And I would say Arizona is too. Like, I think yeah. both those teams are. I, I, I think Houston, Purdue, Connecticut, Arizona, North Carolina, 
If I'm yeah. if I'm have five teams that I think can win it all, all five of those teams can. I don't. I would not. Okay, I'm being an honest Iowa State fan here. I'm not putting Iowa State on those five teams level yet. I wouldn't either. Just from I, now, I need. All Iowa I'm State. saying is the Big Twelve thing, though. Like I'm pointing out, if you win this game, so that's three totally. road win. Like yep. that's the stuff that matters to the committee. Well, then you're eight and three in the league, and yeah. you won a bunch of road games. Absolutely. No, I mean that's the great thing is Iowa State has so many more chances to win big games than a North Carolina does because you have more big games you're playing in, which only helps. Um, man, I yeah, I is a one seed I think would be tough at this point, but it's it's possible. It's not out of the realm because that fourth one is totally up for grabs. Uh, I just think Arizona, they just eviscerated Colorado, a good Colorado team yesterday. I think that Arizona team is probably that West Coast team that'll get the nod because they're out West. Just my opinion. All right. um, Looking ahead to this week, again, Iowa State on Tuesday. Yeah, your big Monday games. You got Kansas at Texas Tech, which will be very interesting. Uh, we want the uh, Texas Tech will probably be favored in that with the injuries, yeah. right? Yeah, McCuller, again, I don't know if McCuller's going to play or not. And then Harris was not healthy at all at the end of that game. So we'll see. What's that point? What does Ken Palm have uh, that one right now? Well, I don't know if it really matters because right, of the true. injuries. Right now it has Kansas by a point. So I would yeah. guess Texas Tech is a, what, three-and-a-half, four-point favorite? If, if McCuller doesn't play for sure. Yep. Yeah. Although he he played there before, he may try and give it a go. I'm not, it was like a bone bruise, so it's not like it's an ACL. We got so West we'll Virginia TCU Tuesday nights fun with Iowa State Cincinnati. We've got Oklahoma Baylor, and then Oof. Central Florida at BYU Wednesday. That's it. So just Monday, Tuesday this week for the Big Twelve. Houston has its bye week coming up this week, and then What's we'll that? have our show. On, on Wednesday to recap all that stuff. Is Iowa State a 6 o'clocker on Tuesday? Um, You had to ask. Hold on, I and I, I will you. tell you that is a 6 o'clock tip on ESPN2. Okay. So That's sneaky. That's sneaky. Somebody asked us that they need a scouting report on Jizzle James when we get a chance. Jizzle James? He's Edron. Do you remember Edron James? Yeah. Ed, it's his man. son. It's yeah. his son, but he's a he's a guard for Cincinnati. Nice player, freshman. Great name. All right, let's uh, move into our women's basketball segment here, which is always presented by our friends by Caliber Iowa. Uh, check them out at caliberiowa.com. Our, our building that the we have our Cyclone Fanatic studio in is in a Caliber Iowa building. The standard out there on 36th Street when you're driving up on I-35 uh, they do phenomenal work, uh, luxury apartments. They got properties all over the metro. All right, um, Bloom, give me the give me the skinny. What happened? Because again, I I didn't see a single minute of this. I looked at a box score. I listened to coach after the game. What was your analysis from sitting? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, first impression was Oklahoma is really good. Okay, that that team is that team played great. That is that is as impressive a team I've seen play in, in Hilton on the women's side in a while. Just they they took a tie. We stayed early. It's almost like Iowa State wasn't quite prepared for that early punch in the mouth. And then I think you can safe to say that the freshman, this is hard right now. I mean, the freshman wall is a real thing. Iowa State had a chance in the third quarter to cut it. They did cut it to eight. Uh, thought they had a stop. And then of all people, it was Aubrey Jones who buried back-to-back threes. Uh, and then o- Oklahoma was just good. I mean, I give credit to Jenny, Baranchek, and that entire team. They were good. And it's, it was going to be hard for anybody to beat them on Saturday. I thought Iowa State fought. 
Uh, just not enough of – they could not find a way to make enough shots to counter the double teams Crooks was getting. And so you've now seen it where Crooks is getting the shack treatment, I like to say, mm-hmm. where you are getting double team every time you catch the ball. And because you double all the time, and, and I say this in, in, a, in a respectful way to officials, it's hard to call a foul off every double team, but she's getting very physical. Like, there's a lot of physical stuff around there. Well, and so she's turned the ball over a bunch because I would I would say there was a lot. There's just a lot happening in that post that she hasn't adjusted to yet. She'll get better at it and then just need to make a couple more shots on the perimeter. The biggest problem was Iowa State had 15 first-half turnovers, which is way too many. And so they just could not handle that double team in the post, and the guards weren't good enough taking care of the ball. thing, too, is maybe we've missed on our analysis just a little bit. I, I think that we talk about like a freshman wall and, and that's, that's a very real thing, but they're also being scouted really well. Yes, absolutely. Right. And you mentioned Audie and she's going to be one of the greatest cyclones of all time. I don't, I I agree. Doubt. But if you watch those games from, you know, late this, even like the, like the Iowa game, right. Top five team. They hadn't scouted Audie the way you're, she describing she, what she wasn't being doubled. I mean, they sent yeah. a double every time she caught the ball, every yeah. single time. I mean, you like go back and watch that like BYU game in January, and yep. like, it's just different now. Different. So now, you know, Iowa State's got a pretty good coach too. Let's see, and, and and maybe they don't have the chess pieces right now. Like I think it's very possible. It's just like this is this is what we got, uh, and they're, and they're getting better, but we're we're out of moves, right? Like that's kind of my feel when I watch it, but I also think they're talented enough where you know they can get hot and and rattle some of these off no and make it interesting. And they got a they got a big one at home on Wednesday night. You know, Kansas State who is may have a Oakley back, but they're top 5 in the country, top 2. Mm-hmm. Huge game. Huge game. You win that one and Saturday doesn't matter. Like, exactly. Oh, I was yeah. yeah, I was talking to somebody after the game and like, you know, this hurts, but you know, we 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 really needed one of these two. Like you need to get one of these home games in this two game stretch. And so it puts a little bit of pressure on that game against K state, but I'm telling you, Oklahoma in person was really good. They, mm-hmm. they did a lot of great stuff. I thought the game plan was great by Jenny. And um, it was just gonna be hard to win that when you turn the ball over as much as Iowa state did in the first half and not enough. Good, good news. I thought Naidu played as well as she has in about a month, yeah. which is good. Exciting. I thought I thought uh, Nelly Nataboo gave you something, but way too many, way too many open looks and mistakes on the defensive end. And when you're t- turning the ball over 20 plus times, it's going to be hard to beat a good team like Oklahoma. And, you know, I, I got to look at the women's basketball standings, but Oklahoma's got a chance now to make a run. You know, I know uh, Texas is right there as well, but I, th- I thought Oklahoma is now 11 and one. Like they are leading the Big 12 now and they look the part. They mm-hmm. they were tough. They were physical. They're undersized, but they made a bunch of shots. And sometimes, again, sometimes like it's like Mahomes, right? Like you tip your cap. Somebody makes more plays, and you can't win everything. And I think that's part of it. What happened Saturday night? I will say, pretty cool. So they had all the alumni back. Yeah, uh, I saw that. I saw and that the was yeah. so we had a we had a little reception that actually we will um, help sponsor some of the post game stuff in the, in Johnny's, which was neat. It was a nice thing for us, for hopefully us to do to, to honor those, those women's basketball players, but so many familiar faces that came back for that. Chris, you would have loved it. Oh, yeah. uh, made me feel really old because some of these, 
players that we covered, you know, even what, five, six years ago, you know, under that Bridget Carlton team um, came back with kids. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a special program. It really is. I saw Howie Christofferson was there. I called Howie's high school games. High school games. I know. And yep. Zyra. It's like, so geez. Kit, Kit, Kit Blaskowski, I know your favorite, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, I love Kit, yeah. Uh, Kit awesome. showed up in a cowboy hat. It was, I saw it, that. It was, she it looked really great. Cool. Yeah, but, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so it was neat. So they honored the 98-99 team. So they had Angie Welly was there, Stacey Freeze, um, Kelly Sizek Hanfeld. It was Desiree Fran. It was neat. Like That part. Sometimes you had to take a step back and be like, wow. I mean, this is pretty cool that they had probably 100 uh, women's basketball alumni that came back for that game, which which is a bummer because you want to win that game. But it also just goes to show, holy holy cow, there have been uh, so many. The legacy of that program is is pretty special. And I know they those that those alumni went to practice. They went to shoot around so that, you know, it, it, and the crowd was really good Saturday. It's, it's yeah. the bummer is you lost the game, but. Um, I still think a lot of bright things ahead, even this year for this team. Real quick, the We Will event last Wednesday. I, I what do, do you have like a final number for that? I know you had a couple of auction items that were still up tonight. I was just curious if we could pass that along. Yeah, I know this is the cool part. So uh, the silent auction is still ongoing for another three days. Three days. Oh, okay. But but if you include the the auction numbers where those are at now. With what we raised so far, we're going to be over two hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. Wow! Um, in one week from awesome. fundraising, so I can't. I mean, blown that away. doesn't even count any of the pizza you guys sold. Doesn't even count any of the pizza. No. So it's. I mean, awesome. Like I'm overwhelmed in gratitude of of what that meant, and thank you for. Uh, you're a huge part of it, my friend. So I just, oh, I just you- no. It's like I, nobody loves this situation, but to see people come together as much as they did this week and. Even the Brock helmet, which we just uh, was a silent auction, ended today, went for over fifty five hundred dollars, which is which is pretty cool. So hey man, that I helmet can, was sick. If it I, was cool. Yeah, if I was rich. That's the one thing I would have made sure to walk away with. Yeah. The but there, it's the tribute to the troops one. Like so, yeah, it's like a it was cool. Alternate hell. Oh man, that thing but was that, dope. But like you know, like it's cool that these former players, a lot of them didn't get nil, still sent stuff in because they want to help the cause and. You know, we can do this really in a fun way. But so, yeah, thanks. It was it was a great week on that front. Uh, but keep keep plugging away. And there still are some really neat items that are available for a couple more days, including cocktails with Heft Walters, you and me. Now, that's a winner. Right it's there. up to, it's, it's, I'll just be honest. If Hey, if you're listening to this, it's at $3,000 right now. You get, you get up to six friends with me, Williams, Walters, and Heft. Night on yeah. the town. Anything you want to drink and eat, it's on us. It's wow. at three thousand dollars right now. Maybe not the maybe not the Pappy Williams though. Let's not get carried <laughs> away. Um, where else was I going to go on that? I I was going to go somewhere from Wednesday night, and my and I'm coming to a brain fart. Right How good now. was Matt? How good was Campbell though? He was oh, Campbell's great in those awesome. settings. Like I, yeah. I always the best. I I just wish like he. It's a fair rap that he gets. Yeah, 100%. Because he doesn't say He's a robot. He's a robot in the media setting. But then you get him in these settings, and he's just like, and I'm like, I try and tell my media friends, I'm like, no, he's he's awesome. He's great. Like, I promise, you would love to have a beer with him. Like, he's a really good dude. And they're like, oh, he doesn't ever. Those things are so cool. It. 
I don't even think you have to. I don't. I don't think we. I should say even need to preface it anymore with like, oh, we don't necessarily like where everything's at. Like, yeah, yeah no, I because I don't know. I there's nobody who hates the setup more than me, and I've been very vocal about it for ten years now, <laughs> way before this. But you guys have kind of changed my mind on a lot of it. You really have. I'm not. I'm not just saying it. It's just I see it. You know, I talk to the players. Uh, one of my guys is Rimsburg. I just love yeah. him. He's yeah. one of my favorites. Great I dude. talk to him there, you know, and like, I, I know how much that these opportunities to meet youth and have, have meant to people. I, we've, we've taken a lot of these athletes, um, on Cyclone Fanatic events. And it just, I hope that when, when people go to these things and shake hands with Rocco Becht and, you know, you have a, have a beer with Nate Shieldhouse, or I don't think Nate was actually drinking, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I hope that fans feel like they they're more of a part of it, and that it's like, oh, you know, I know these people. Like we're all rooting and watching Brock Purdy because he's an Iowa State guy. He's one of our guys. Well, yeah. Maybe now you're going to be a little more of a fanatical uh, Rocco Beck fan, and because he signed the your kid's hat, right. you know, like I, I just. Right. It builds community, which is what I think is kind of special. Yeah, well, that's so. Just kind of taking, you know, taking the baton of where Fanatic took that thing is, you know, when, once you can meet these people, like I said about Brock, it's it's less about the win and the loss. Which can I'm way more hap- happier when Iowa State wins, but you're rooting for the people at that point, and yes. they really are some really good people involved. And so, being able to to interact with with Cyclone fans, and we had 15 Cyclones there that did a great job, and I would say. Most people really enjoyed them. They didn't. They don't ask for much, but they just they just enjoy being around Iowa State fans. The same with the coaching staff. So, but then Chris, on a higher level, you know, look at it this way. You know, not to puff Iowa State's chest out a little bit. We have a top ten basketball team. Mm-hmm. We have a football team that is going to be in contention to win a Big Twelve championship. We have a women's basketball team that is traditionally one of the best in the country. And it's like, why not Iowa State? Like, okay. You can you can second guess all this nil stuff. Say, hey, and I hey, at the forefront. Hey, woe is me. We don't have enough. Whatever. We're doing it right now. Look at us. Like we're doing it. And so let's yeah. rally behind that. It's like you can the, the what we lack in in maybe the big time big time donors we have in feeling a part of the thing and, and numbers and all these things. And it's like Iowa State is literally one of the best programs going in the Big Twelve right now. And the door is open. Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. Why not Iowa State? And so why I keep coming back from, like I said on Wednesdays, like I don't want NIL to be the reason Iowa State doesn't succeed. You know, let's give these coaches all the resources they have because I'm betting on C-Dub, Campbell, Otzelberger, Fenley, and Pollard. If they just have a, me- a median of resources, we're going to be great. And so that's where we're, kind of the goal is. And like those guys said on Wednesday, and it's not a secret, the goal next year is a Big 12 championship. Flat out well, football championship. I was and thinking you, about it. You're going to be right there for basketball this year too. So it's like, yeah. come on now, like this. We we have literally the the boogeyman has gone away. Like we can do it in this era. So let's do it. We, let's step up to the challenge. I was thinking about the other night. The phrase "evolve or die." Yeah. And it's like, what do you want to do? You want to sit here and complain about complain about it? Yep. No. Just, Go out there and do something. Yep. Uh, Andrew's on the chat and Facebook real quick, wanting to know if we have Good an question. update on our Kansas City event. No, but we are making progress. To be honest, um, we kind of wanted to get last week over with. 
before we started focusing on Kansas City. So kind of we'll, we'll we'll keep you updated on that. There, yeah. there is a decent chance I'm thinking, Brent, that this will be a premium members event and we will club mainly because I don't think we're going to have room. Numbers. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have room to open it up to like thousands. So this will likely be a deal like it was in Memphis where we invited our premium subscribers and they could buy tickets. And because, yep. again, like it's just we got to we got to take care of those people. And yep. frankly, it's there's so many Iowa State fans that are willing to do these things. We would love to be able to accommodate thousands, but it's we only have like a couple staff members. So, yeah. So I would say yeah, if you if you want to go to the Kansas City event become a cycle fanatic premium member or join the we will club because honestly it's a timing a staffing and just a numbers game i know we'd get thousands of people to show up yeah but that's the problem is you get thousands of people to show up and we just yeah. don't have the ability to and then you guys are mad at us because drinks yeah. aren't fast enough and we, like it it could be yeah, we got we got yelled at by some people in memphis that they couldn't find a seat yeah and it's, it's like, like well we're doing our best. Oh, we're trying to do best we can. But yeah, so I would I would encourage you if you want to be involved with the Kansas City event, and I go, I hate it being an exclusive thing, but honestly, ten dollars a month will get you an invite probably to the Kansas City event at this point. And everything else. It, it's like concluded, right. Because it, the, here's the issue. The issue is we when you have it, and then you gotta work with a bar that is flexibility enough to when you can be be flexible. Yes. With when you have it, because I it's probably going to play on Thursday, but we don't know yet. I would like to do this Wednesday night. I'm thinking if, if possible, if possible. We need, yeah. yeah, we need the bar to be able to hold off on, on pulling the trigger. And yeah, I, th- I think we're there. I think we're we've there. Got we're going to have something. I, I think we've got it figured out, but we will keep you guys updated on that. Yeah. All right, Bloomer. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday, I'll have all my stuff on Tuesday. Thanks to Connor and Rob for filling in for me this weekend um, as I was out of town. Man, it's just so weird to watch games at Hilton and not be there. I do not miss many Big 12 games. I mean, I, I'm three or four, non-pandemic. That yeah. Owen, yeah, 19, that I, right? okay, whatever. Yeah. I, the, uh, so here's a little fun fact for everybody. Do you remember the last time Iowa State played at Cincinnati? Uh, vaguely, yeah, it was the Hoiberg era, right? Hoiberg no, era? Prome. It was, was it Prome. Prome. It was Prome. It was yeah, December. Prome played of, there. December of fifteen. Who hit the game winner? I don't remember. Not a game. It, was, it wasn't buzzer beater. It was it was late? Abdul Nader. Oh, Abdul Nader, the corner three, I believe. Well, so. Prome lost to Cincinnati, and he Hill. did the next year. The next oh, year. okay. So he won the year before. He won. Okay. He won in Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, there's a little good, uh, good little, poll right there. Little little fun fact. Abdul Nader reference. So, but right. yeah. Hope. Hey, this is a chance again. You know, on the men's side, you're gonna let's top ten. I, just, I think I was just gonna be right at ten or eleven when you listen to this. Ten or eleven. That's my prediction. So let's and, go. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out if you guys haven't seen the Tyrese Halliburton highlight from Saturday night, you have to go look it up from Madison Square Garden. Did you see it? No. Oh my God. What well, did he do? He paid homage to Kobe. Ten years ago, to the day where Kobe threw it off the backboard and got no an assist, way. Tyrese did the same thing at the exact same spot in Madison Hold on, Square I'm, Garden. I'm watching it right now. I want uh, you got to see it. That is crazy. Watch Bloom's reaction here, everybody. 
He's watching it for the first time. Is that not? He just... knew what he was doing. Yeah, he he's was a paying savant. homage to Kobe Bryant. He there's no. He absolutely knew what he was doing. Yeah, well, that like, is... what are the chances that on the same he would nope. make that play? Nope. Like, he, that's not that a normal is... play. The guy, he's like Brent, Einstein. He is one of the most exciting players in the world now. Top, I'm saying exciting. Top five for sure, maybe three. Just the 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 jump. You got Luca. Luca, man, I'm not you, saying yeah. best. Like Kevin no, Durant would still exciting. be a, like I get all that, but like as far as like box office, who do you want to see? I mean, Embiid's still really good, but is he exciting? He's uh, a Tat- big. Bigs have Tat- like a weird like thing Tat- around them. Yeah, Tatum's really good. Steph Curry's still worth the price. Tatum's really good, but he's like he's 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 not really flashy. No, I mean, Steph is. I, He's, Steph still he is. is. He's still got Steph it. could still do it. Now with Tyrese, I mean, he's a, he's like a, a weird mix of Steve Nash and. And he's just a yeah. great dude. Like he's he smiles dude. all the time. People yeah. like him. And shout out to him in that Brock Purdy tribute. He was wearing the Cyclone yeah, really Fanatic cool. hoodie. Yeah. Drinking Cyclone. a glass of wine. Looked like a glass of wine he was drinking yeah. at the time. Tyrese, oh it was always a thing with him. He loves the Cyclones versus the World he, Gear. He wears it all the time. And we. Well, and I we couldn't give it to him because <laughs> he, he would always it, yeah, ask for it. I'm like Tyrese, yeah. you have to buy that's it, a, otherwise. Yeah, so he bought Tyrese owns like ten of those things, and he has all the different colors. All the color. and, yeah, I and I told Martz, I'm like, hey, just get him whatever color he wants. <laughs> like you can special order these things for Tyrese if he wants to wear them around. Hey, I I know you're gonna you're writing your book. If there's ever a book written on this version of the men's basketball team. I'll just put it this way. Tyrese Halliburton and George Niang deserve a big chapter in it uh, for a reason we can explain later. Oh. The portal last year got real dicey, but a couple of Cyclones really stepped up, and I'll just leave it at that. Oh. But those guys are legends. From what I hear, more th- post players are expensive, so I hope well, they're ready to step up. Yeah, again. well, so I'm saying those two are legends more than you even realize um, for this reason as well. well. It just goes to the story for those two. But that also is a credit to Otzelberger and his staff. No, no kept question. Them engaged and Micah, and, and yes, like them. That's right? why like, that, that it goes back to my thing with the game with Brock. When Tyrese and George do well, it's it's fun because we I enjoyed watching them play, but you get to know them as like individuals human beings is like i want those people to do well same with brock and so yeah when again when the story of this basketball team gets written one of the first chapters actually involves halliburton and yang and what they did in the offseason appreciate you man cheers we'll Thanks see everybody on you who stayed up late man hundreds of you stayed and watched this whole thing live we appreciate that we appreciate our presenting sponsor mac Dine, signing off from the wild rose casino studios my name's chris williams for Brent Bloom, and we'll be back on Wednesday.